Hey everyone, welcome to the NFL Wildcard Weekend Edition of the Dan and Joe Sports Show. As always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe. All right, Joe, before we get into these games, let's give our listeners a free lock of the week NFL edition. We usually do it at college football, but now with the college football season done, we're moving on to the NFL. And Joe, my first lock solid lock that you can get is a wrong team favored situation. You got the Bills taking on the Patriots. And right now, you can get plus 165 on the Patriots to win. That's if you bet a dollar, you win $1.65. And, Joe, I think that throughout most of this season, the Patriots have been a better team than what you've seen with the Bills. Obviously, the Bills have a more veteran leadership than Josh Allen. They've, you know, lately been, in the last couple of seasons, a more complete team than the Patriots. But this year's Patriots team has really blossomed under Mac Jones. And what I've seen from them defensively has just been excellent. I mean, they are one of the toughest defenses to score on. And this Bills team just seems a little inconsistent and not near what we saw last year. And I really like for Mac Jones and the Patriots to bring another playoff win to Foxborough on this one. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a safe pick. Um, and I, I'll give some more um, analysis about it. Um, when we kind of go through the picks. All right, well, good deal. Well, what do you have as your Joe lock of the week for the NFL wildcard weekend? Yes, so I'm going with um, the under. When you look at the over-under for um, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Steelers, Chiefs, I'm saying go with the under because I think you have an offensively challenged uh, Pittsburgh Steelers team that just barely, barely made it, kind of limped into the playoffs for uh, what will be Ben Roethlisberger's last hurrah. And then uh, the Chiefs offense, to me, is not as good as it's been in years past. You know, they'll put up some points, but I don't think the Steelers will score enough to exceed 46 for the over-under. Yeah, Joe, I think that that's a really solid pick. Um, You know, the Chiefs this year, they've actually had to rely on their defense to win some games, including this one last weekend where their defense had a strip sack recovery for a touchdown to beat a very bad Broncos team. So right now you're definitely not seeing a Chiefs team that's clicking on all cylinders and you're really just not seeing what you would expect out of uh, Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And uh, right now Mahomes is, is having to do a little bit more himself than he's used to and definitely not the same level of offense. And on the other side, the Steelers are just completely offensively challenged, but they ha- so happen to have a great defense and, Joe, I don't know if I've seen the Steelers score more than 20 points, like, all season. And they had to gut out a 16-13 to 13 win over the Ravens in overtime in order to even get in this position, uh, one in which all the fates aligned. And, you know, the Steelers had to have the Colts lose to the Jags. And then they had to have no tie occur between the Raiders and uh, the, the Chargers. And Daniel Carlson had to make like a 50-yard field goal on the last play of overtime to stop them from happening. And I've actually heard that Raiders fans have been donating to Daniel Carlson's charities out of like a, a Steelers fans have been donating to Daniel Carlson's uh, charities out of a show of thanks for getting the Steelers into the playoffs. So we'll see what can happen with this. But I think one thing's for sure on this game, whether or not Ben Roethlisberger can extend his career for yet another week, the defenses are going to be on full display in that game. There's not going to be a lot of points scored. So I like that bet. Yeah. Sounds good. 
All right, Joe, let's move into the actual picks. And, you know, we're talking about the Patriots and the Bills. Why don't you give me some of your analysis on that game? Yes, so it's interesting that this 2021 Patriots team kind of feels like the 2001 Patriots team when Tom Brady had his first Super Bowl win because everything's predicated on the defense. And here's what I'm worried about for the Bills. From everything I've read, the weather is just going to be frigid, maybe even some snow on Saturday night. And even though the Bills have a good offense that can be explosive a lot of the time, I think that that's going to play to their disadvantage having this outdoor game where it's more built for the Patriots to have success. And so I think in what will be just, I think, a dynamite playoff game, maybe as entertaining as any game we have this weekend, I think the Patriots will squeak out a victory on the road in this uh, divisional rivalry game. Well, Joe, you know, th- this uh, this night we've talked a lot of Alabama and Georgia, uh, and obviously Mac Jones is a big player, but there's another former Alabama player who's going to make a huge difference in this game. Watch out for Damian Harris, the old Alabama running back for the Patriots. This is the kind of game where running the football is going to be the main way to, to make your hay. And if Harris can have a big game, that would go a long way towards the Patriots getting this upset. Yeah. So I think so you do you like the Patriots? You said oh, yeah, I like the Patriots big time. Like I can see them winning this game by 10 plus points. Okay. All right, Joe. Moving on to that Steelers Chiefs game. Um, you know, obviously the story last week, I love seeing it for Ben Roethlisberger getting that one more win and getting to get to the playoffs in his last season. I mean, someone who's had a career as prolific as his, not necessarily on the stat side, but on the winning side of it, was worthy of going out in the playoffs. And I'm glad that he gets to do that. And they're going to play inspired football for him this week. Obviously, I think the Chiefs are a better team than the Steelers, but you got to feel like the Steelers have a little bit of that magic working for them. And I think they're going to give the Chiefs everything they want and then some. And, you know, I, I didn't make this bet, but if you could get the the, the Steelers at, and take them on the points at under seven or seven and a half, I think that's probably a pretty good pick because I, I don't see the Chiefs beating them by double digits or more than one score. I think this is going to come down to it. And I like the Chiefs in this game uh, 20 to 17. Yeah, there's a part of me, like, I definitely think Chiefs win. Like, I can't imagine a situation where the Steelers win this game. But there is a part of me, you know, that could see a Chiefs blowout. But there's also a part of me that looks at the Steelers with Nigel Harris running the football. And I could see, you know, kind of the ground and pound game for Mike Tomlin, where they rely on the defense, try to limit the possessions for Patrick Mahomes in that offense by eating up a lot of clock. And so I could definitely see it playing out that way. I'm going to say, like I said, lower scoring. I'll say the Chiefs score like 24, and I'll say that the Steelers score um, 16. So that kind of keeps it under that under. And so I'll say uh, 24-16 Chiefs. All right, Joe. Let's move on to the last game in the AFC. And this is a game that, you know, kind of has a lot of new blood in it. The Bengals have been in the playoffs a bunch but haven't won. But, of course, now they got, uh, you know, they have, they have their new quarterback in Joe Burrow making his first appearance in the playoffs after he had what maybe outside of Brett, uh, outside of Aaron Rodgers should have been the MVP season. I mean, he was excellent this year, Joe Burrow. Taking on a Raiders team that's just tough, man. We were talking about what the, the Steelers had to do to get in the playoffs. How about what the Raiders had to do to get in the playoffs? That's, I think they've had like 10 games this year that went within one score and they won like nine of them. 
And, you know, to give a shout out to former Auburn great Daniel Carlson, I mean, he has been Mr. Clutch this year. Every time they've needed him to make a field goal at the end of the game, most of which are very long ones, he's made it and then some. Legatron has had probably the greatest year I've ever seen for a kicker. And he extended it by yet again getting the Raiders in the playoffs by making a last-second field goal in overtime to get that last win over the Chargers. And so that goes to say I think the Bengals are a better team but, man, it's hard to pick against the Raiders right now because they're just – they're battle-tested. They're a lot like this Alabama team this year where you get them into a close game, they just find a way to lock it down. So, Joe, I'm going to pick the Bengals, but it's probably my wa- biggest waiver pick. I, I don't feel good. I wouldn't put any money on this game, but I'm going to go with the Bengals winning 28-27 to 27 with Daniel Carlson still getting two field goals. No, I think it's going to be a crazy game. Um, I think that you have Cincinnati trying to overcome their playoff demons, which are a real thing. I mean, they've had just some gut-wrenching losses over the last 30 years. It's been since, like, what, 1990 since they won a playoff game. And then for the Raiders' side, you talk about their resiliency. Think about also just the off-the-field obstacles they've overcome. I mean, this team is so – yeah, just so battle-tested for a myriad of reasons. And so, yeah, I think this is going to be just really close. Could definitely go either way, but I'll go with the Bengals at home. And I think just having a quarterback like Burrow and receivers like Chase and Higgins, that really kind of gets them over the hump here. You know, this is not Andy Dalton starting this game or even Carson Palmer. And so I think that uh, Bengals win. I'll go, um, I'll go 24-23, really close like you said. That's right, Joe. And in the end, I mean, I think that if the Raiders still had John Gruden as head coach and if all the unfortunate things hadn't happened um, with uh, the the former Bama receiver from Montgomery, I can't think of his name right now. Henry Ruggs. Yeah, Henry Ruggs. I feel like the Henry Ruggs thing was just such a devastating thing for this Raiders team because Ruggs could do so much. I mean, you could use him in the run game, the return game. He was a speedster. I just don't feel like the Raiders have enough playmakers, you know, to go very far. They may win this game, but I still – I like what the Bengals have more because really for the Raiders, they, they lose Henry Ruggs. Probably the best receiving threat they have is their tight end, and they just don't match up, I think, with when you look at Burroughs, you know, plethora of receivers with Higgins and, of course, with Jamar Chase. So I'd definitely give a, an edge offensively to the Bengals, but in terms of resiliency, you got to go with the Raiders on the edge. Oh, definitely. All right, Joe, moving on to the NFC. Uh, let's talk about two. Let's talk about a team that yet again wrote the Saints hearts out. That's the Rams. Rams are taking on the Cardinals. Uh, you know, of course, the Rams would have held on to their 17 point lead. The Saints would have had a chance to exact some revenge from a couple years ago in the playoffs against the Rams. But instead, the Rams blew a 17-point lead against another hated Saints foes, the 49ers. Maybe they collaborated together. And now the Rams are taking on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Who do you like in this one? I like the Rams by a slim margin. And it makes me think about, you know, the Saints have pretty much had demons with all the NFC West opponents except for the Cardinals. I think that's the only one we've ever beaten in the playoffs, based on my recollection. And so, you know, I think that, what I my takeaway from that loss though for the Rams against the 49ers is I would really be surprised if the Rams make a Super Bowl run. Like I, I kind of think they'll win this game, but from what I saw, Dan, I don't see any way they can win on the road at Lambeau Field 
or even I'd be hard pressed to see him winning at Tampa Bay. Like I just don't see it. Uh, Matthew Stafford to me is just not going to have that clutch gene. I mean, maybe he surprises me but right now. I have a lot of skepticism. He's got to look really good in this game for me to recapture some confidence for the Rams. So I think they'll get by the Cardinals just because the Rams, I think, are a better team and it's at home and a crowd will be energized. The first playoff game at um, SoFi Stadium with fans in L.A. out in Inglewood. So I'll go Rams, but another just kind of widely entertaining game. Yeah, Joe, I think Kyler Murray is going to play great in this one. And obviously – you see J.J. Watt getting after Matt Stafford in this one. But I think the the Rams are going to pull this one out. I mean, they, they went all in to get the Super Bowl this year. They are just so loaded with talent. But, of course, it's all veteran talent they paid a lot for. But, I mean, in my mind, you just look at the talent gap when you're talking Matt Stafford, the veteran, throwing to OBJ. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, like just across the board, and then you know, I, when I look at the Cardinals, they just you know they got Larry Fitzgerald. He, he's he's a lot older. Uh, you know, the receiving position, I just don't feel like the, the the Cardinals have as much. And I feel like in the end, the the Rams are a little bit better. But you're right. I mean, for a team that is so loaded, the Rams have not done what I would expect them to do this year. No, you would have thought they'd have the number one seed heading into the playoffs. Like, I think, to me, for them to fall to number four, like, that's a really tall task. That's right. But I look for their D-line to make a big difference, especially with Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue really getting after uh, Kyler Murray in this game. Yeah, for sure. All right, Joe, let's move on to a game that I'm really kind of excited to see, and that's the the Cowboys uh, taking on the 49ers. I think this game is going to be really – I mean, you talk about two of, like, the greatest franchises in the history of the NFL taking on each other. I mean, a lot of pedigree with this one. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game. And the Cowboys, of course, are just so excellent on offense. We think of Dak Prescott and Zeke and, of course, Amari Cooper. But then, you know, the 49ers have shown a lot of resilience. They came back from 17 points against the Rams. Jimmy G is kind of having a little bit of a renaissance this year when a lot of people thought that Trey Lance was going to get his job. And, um, you know, I think this is going to be an exciting game. Who do you like in this one? I'm kind of leaning towards the 49ers. Here's a couple of just bizarre factors, though, about the game. First, I'm not sure if these two teams have played in the postseason since the 1990s because I think I saw a statistic that this is the first ever playoff game between two teams with five or more championships. I may be mistaken, but I think I saw that. So that would mean that they haven't that mean that would mean they haven't played, I guess, since um, the last Cowboys championship, which is like 25 years ago. Speaking of 25 years ago, the Cowboys have not been to an NFC championship game in 25 years. And so that factor makes me kind of nervous about the Cowboys psychologically, based on recent history, going up against a 49ers team that, yeah, the 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl since Steve Young was there. But they've been a team, you know, that's been a thorn in a lot of teams' sides, as we know, in the playoffs. So they're the kind of team that when the 49ers make the playoffs, Dan, they usually aren't one and done. They usually uh, win one or two games, and they make it to the NFC Championship game, or they're a tough out making it to the Super Bowl. And I just feel like they have nothing to lose in this game. And they're also a team that was a lot better than their record this year at 10-7. and seven. And so I really think that everything's just kind of the perfect storm for them to have a great opportunity to knock off the Cowboys in Dallas. 
Well, Joe, that would certainly be something. And man, Cowboys fans would be angry if that happened. But that would be very fitting. I mean, you're right. The 49ers have that clutch gene that every time they get in the playoffs, you can almost count them to win one or two games or make a Super Bowl, even if they don't win it. And the Cowboys have been kind of like the Bengals lately in terms of how bad they've been in the playoffs. But, Joe, I'm going to buck history. You saw the Georgia Bulldogs get their championship. I'm not saying the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying they're going to win this game. And I like the Cowboys get a W behind a great offensive effort. And I think that uh, I think that Dak's been looking for this opportunity. I think he's going to play great. I think Amari Cooper is going to have a stellar game. Look for Gallup also to have a good game. I think that he's a really solid number two option. And I think that this is a game where there's going to be a lot of points scored. I think the over in this game, I think it was 51 points. I think it's a great bet for anyone that wants to go out there and do that. I think this is going to be one of the better games you see on Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, just absolute dynamite. I'll go um, 49ers like 38 to 35. Like, I think it kind of comes down to the wire. Um, but, you know, with the, the Cowboys, though, it would be interesting if they went on a run this year because that's been kind of the theme of this calendar year or like 2020 or 2021-22 because you've already seen the Braves in Georgia kind of finally get over the hump. Right. It could be like a 90s revolution of the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. I like the Cowboys in this one. 37-31 over another great team from the 90s. The 49ers were the second-best team in the 90s, so kind of interesting. It's like a 90s throwback matchup right here. It's ironic. All right, Joe. Uh, now let's go to the last game. we got Tom Brady and his Bucks team taking on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Uh, this is one who, you know, I think I'm, I, I'm glad to see Jalen Hurts making the playoffs. But in my mind, this may be the most lopsided matchup you see in Wild Card Weekend. And I kind of think that if there's going to be one that's a blowout for sure, it's going to be this one. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people I thought were criticizing the 49ers saying that Jimmy Garoppolo was the worst quarterback in the playoffs. But I, I just don't trust the Eagles anymore at quarterback like a lot less, especially going up against um, Tom Brady. And so, yeah, I think that uh, the Buccaneers win this actually pretty easily. Um, I know that they're without Godwin and they're without Antonio Brown but they've still got enough weapons. You've got Mike Evans, another 1,000-yard season for him on his historic pace there. And you've got, you know, a solid running game. You've got a good defense with Todd Bowles as your defensive coordinator. And then finally, I think that Tom Brady just kind of gets up for games against the Eagles more. Like, he's still kind of, you know, determined to beat them. He, he hasn't forgotten the fact that they beat him in the Super Bowl four oh, yeah. years ago when he threw for 500-plus yards. And so he definitely wants to kind of take it to this team. And so I think that the Buccaneers win this. Yeah, and I think, you know, the Buccaneers defense is just so excellent that I think that Jalen Hurts has done a lot in his first couple of years as a quarterback. But what he hasn't shown me that he can do is in a game that really matters, beat a top-notch defense. And the Bucs have one of the top three or four defenses in the NFL. And I really think that, you know, Tom Brady, he'll have a good game. But even if he doesn't have a great game, I just see Jalen Hurts struggling a whole lot in this one. Yes, that, that's exactly how I see it. So I like the Bucks to win this one 31 to 14. Yeah, and you know, Tom Brady is still going to be in that MVP conversation, you know, with the season that he had over 5,000 yards, what 43 touchdowns, just crazy how he keeps uh, doing it. Yeah, I'm going to say Bucks comfortably as well. I'll go um, 35 to, to 17. All right, Joe, when we come back uh, next week, we'll be talking the divisional round of the playoffs. 
And uh, we'll be talking probably a little bit more college basketball. I want to thank for all of our listeners. You can uh, watch us on YouTube now. Check out our YouTube channel. And then also you can look us up on Spotify, the Dan and Joe Sports Show on Spotify, and listen to all of our episodes. And also you can follow us on Twitter at DJ Sports Show and like our Facebook fan page. And as always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe.